Welcome to the Inclusive Business Lab, the podcast where I help entrepreneurs create equitable businesses without the fear and overwhelm of saying or doing the wrong thing. I'm your host, Lakeisha Angelique, an entrepreneur who, just like you, is on a journey to ensure diversity, equity, and inclusion is woven into the fabric of my company's core values. This podcast is where you'll learn how to start your own journey towards active allyship, tap into the power of inclusion in life and business, and, you know, be a good human. Happy Pride, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Inclusive Business Lab. Before the month ended, I wanted to take this time to highlight a business in the LGBTQIA plus community. So I'm so glad to have our guest Aiden here. Aiden, why don't you give us our qualifiers, your qualifiers, not ours, <laughs> and a little bit about, about you before we get started. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, just to start out with, I, I love everything you're doing, you know, to spread positivity and inclusivity just to the community. But uh, my name is Aiden. I'm a 24-year-old trans man um, out of the Kansas City area. And I have partnered up with another good friend of mine. His name's Taylor. And we launched an LGBT inclusive, uh, like all-inclusive streetwear brand just to kind of spread that positive message to everyone. So Yes, absolutely. And if some of you remember, we have a blog that came out last year, I want to say, when we connected, that talked about pronouns. And we connected about that because that is what your um, messaging is on some of your, your wear. So can we talk a little bit about pronouns and why they're important and why you chose the Noun Lounge uh, as the name for your business? Yeah, so, I mean, everyone gets... Uh, identified a certain way, whether they really kind of like it or not. You know, um, unfortunately, in today's society, there's a a really bad stigma on, you know, the trans community. You know, people call us snowflakes, whatever. Um, but I just kind of wanted to make a cool way to be like, hey, you know, this is me. Like, I'm proud to be me. Um, I wanted to put pronouns, you know, on your chest so you can wear it proudly. So our pronoun collection is actually something that we call the Say It With Your Chest collection um, because we want people to feel proud about who they are and not be ashamed or afraid to kind of tell people like a not uncomfortable way um, how to use your pronouns because it can be kind of uncomfortable sometimes, especially if you're a non-binary person because you can look one way and identify another. Um, and so it's a good way to just kind of wear that stuff on your chest and kind of give that message to someone without having to come out and like ask questions or say that directly. Absolutely. Pronouns have come in the media and uh, with work and companies trying to be more inclusive have started to add pronouns into like signature blocks and these things. And there has been some resistance with people saying, you know, they refuse to use like they, them pronouns. They don't understand the singular use of it. Um, and it's really difficult when you are in this community to have that perspective come in. And how do you think that's affected the way that you do business? Well, honestly, I mean, it comes down to a, a way of respect. If you're sitting there and you're deliberately, you know, not using someone's correct pronouns because you personally don't feel like it's right, it's kind of an empowerment thing where you feel like you can kind of take over the way that we feel and kind of belittle the way that, you know, we want to be perceived to the world. Uh, we called ourselves the Noun Lounge just for that reason alone, because we wanted to incorporate 
the use uh, and the respect that people have uh, for one another just through pronouns. So unfortunately, you know, we do usually use he, her, him, you know, all of the different pronouns, but they, them is mainly the one that people don't really understand. Yeah, yeah, I see it so often. Um, You also mentioned your coming out story and how that also relates back to you starting this whole business. You know, a lot of times in the LGBTQ community, it really gets confusing because we don't know what we're feeling and how to actually identify and what labels to give ourselves, such as, you know, bisexual or lesbian, and then coming out again and all the changing that sometimes may come with that and the stress that comes with, you know, being like, man, I'm confused. Um, what do you say to someone who's kind of going through that struggle right now of trying to to identify and um, feeling really lost and alone, especially the younger uh, generations who are, you know, at a higher rate for, you know, suicides and all of these things that come with the stress of trying to figure this whole thing called life out? Absolutely. So I would definitely just say that it is all right to not 100% know. Um, it does take time. And, you know, for a long time there, like, like you said, I did come out as a lesbian first. And then when I started to question myself, myself, I started to feel bad. You know, I was scared because coming out one time is scary. Coming out <laughs> a second time is also really scary, um, mm. and especially when you're not quite sure. So um, I actually came out as trans and then I took it back. Oh. And then I came out again because of the way that I was treated when I came out the first time that I came out as transgender. Um, You know, I lost a lot of family. I lost a lot of friends and it really made my um, thought process differ because I was, I was scared of if that was how they were going to treat me forever, you know? Um, So it, it was all right to not be completely sure, but it was really scary when I did kind of figure it out. Yes, I can. I can only imagine um, having that. That's a great point that you made. Coming out once is scary, but coming out twice or maybe multiple times is is so much scarier. And as someone who you know came out later in life, you know, as bisexual yeah. and being labeled maybe a lesbian, going back and forth between just being labeled, period, you know, is is difficult, right? Absolutely. And I mean, um, you know, I I did come out as transgender when I was, I believe, I was. 18. I was in high school still. And I didn't start my actual transition until I was 22. So there was four years in there where I was kind of like, oh, man, I got to figure myself out. You know, I was in a, in a relationship at the time that wasn't going to allow me to be myself and to transition in that. And so that also played a really big factor. But I think just when you start to get more mature and you realize, hey, like, a lot of these people don't matter and family really isn't all about blood. Then that's when you start to stick up for yourself and realize that it's okay to, you know, be different. It's okay to show that side of yourself. Yes. Yes. And finding that support in that community is so important. Um, I really loved one of the responses you had to the question of what was next for you and you talking about providing, um, resources for those for gender affirming surgeries. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. So our big goal at the Noun Lounge is to um, expand our horizons and be big enough to actually help provide cash for those people who want gender reaffirming surgeries. 
it's a very costly procedure. And if you don't have insurance or if it's not deemed medically necessary for you to have it, um, your insurance won't cover it. And that can be 10000 like $10,000 usually is what it costs. And a lot of people don't have that. So we're trying to make it to where, you know, we can help donate to those people who need it, but don't have access to those resources that some of us are really lucky to have. Yes. And with all of the laws and things that are coming out that kind of prevent some of this, you know, Texas just had a law come out where it could be considered child abuse to um, assist in gender reaffirming surgeries and doing things like this. And it, it's really counterproductive. How do you feel about um, how these laws are being passed? It's it's extremely sad, honestly. Yes. Everything going on in Texas and even in Florida right now, too, um, where they just passed the Don't Say Gay bill. And it's it's just, it's really sad because, again, you're preventing people from being themselves, but you're also preventing science from figuring out why these things are happening, you know, not to prevent it, but to figure out more about ourselves and um, our species as a whole. And it's just sad because um, you're putting those kids in a really hurtful and harmful position and it's really not fair, you know? So Yeah, it, it's, it is really sad. Tennessee has some things that are um, coming out the same um, as well. And it's just, it is, it's really sad to know that you'd rather pass bills to block someone from living in themselves authentically and causing more harm actually than um, saying that it's child abuse when someone is not able to be supported through this process that they believe suicide or other self-harming measures is the answer. Yeah, correct. And, you know, uh, everything that's happening down in Texas too, where, you know, they're being outed as well. That's, it's a dangerous thing. Um, you know, because you don't know who you're around, especially when you get outed and that can become a serious, like violent, um, scenario. So very, very much. So it's, it's very dangerous to be in this community. So I, I don't know why anyone would think someone chooses this lifestyle because right. it's dangerous for, uh, those of us who are in it just to be existing as ourselves. Um, and then it's so much intersectionality of, you know, being Black in the LGBTQ community, all of these other different um, nuances that add on top of uh, just existing in our in our own selves, right? Absolutely. And I just think that that's, that's just, it's a sad thing what that's come to. Like, why can't we just chill on the beach and, you know, <laughs> eat coconuts? <laughs> right. I loved also when you said that um, you've always been afraid of failure. You didn't think success could exist without failure. Uh, I still believe this too. And what did you really mean by that? Well, um, I do think that, you know, that's been one of my biggest struggles is I am such a like go-getter person. I've got that influencer and entrepreneurial drive in me, but I'm so, I was always so afraid of failure until um, I was watching this video and they were like, the only place that you can go is up. So when you fail and you fail and you fail, the only thing that you're understanding is what not to do next. You know, you start to eliminate, okay, well, this doesn't work. Okay, well, this doesn't work. So you're starting to like make your own equation for success through failure. And um, I thought that that was a really cool way to look at it because, you know, oftentimes people are too afraid to jump off that cliff and, you know, take that dive to 
be something more. Um, they're afraid of failing, but really, you know, the way to be successful is to keep failing and figure out what's next. You know, what's that next big thing that you missed the first time? Yes, absolutely. I, I definitely so much a believer in this, like without failure, you don't know what doesn't work or what does work for you. It's it's just like with any um, anything we take take on. You if you fail, you're gonna go back and try again. Maybe something different. You change, you tweak the formula until we get it right. And I think life in general is a, a lifelong process of really learning through our failures. You know, we never stop learning or in failing. So I just really love that, and I couldn't connect more with with the things that you said. Yeah, it's, it was, I mean, as, as two entrepreneurial people, you know, um, I just hope that we have the power to tell someone, hey, if you want to start your own business, just go for it. It's not going to be easy, but you just got to make that leap. You know, you're going to fail, but you want to fail. And that's the funny part, you know? <laughs> yes. And, and you said you, you've started, you've always been an artist and now you've found a way to use your um, skills as an artist to start the Now Lounge and to to have this line. How do you think that um, being a trans man in business has made things different for you? Because I, I think a lot of people don't realize, like, there's so many different people starting businesses, especially when you, you stay inside of yourself or in your comfort zone. But the differences between being, you know, cis white male versus being a transgender um, man starting and running a business. Well, um, it's definitely different. You know, there's few trans males that I have seen that have very nice, successful businesses. And what it comes down to is who you're marketing for. All of the trans people that I've seen that have businesses are marketing towards the LGBT community. Um, so in a sense of where we're marketing, we're doing a really good job. Now, if we were to go for say like a like a car dealership or a finance business i don't know how well that would work um just because that's more of like a predominantly white male industry um and if they were to know that we were transgender i don't know if we would you know take over that whole kind of area but it is cool to kind of watch our success go um, in the rate that it's been growing this year. Uh, so we started it last year, um, and just kind of, you know, had lots of failures, figured everything out. And now this year we've already tripled our profit from all of last year. So just knowing our target margin, knowing how to market to those people, I think being transgender has affected that because they want to see minorities succeed right now. Yes. Absolutely. The thing is Black Lives Matter because, you know, obviously they do. And so everyone wants to support, you know, small black owned businesses. And I think that right now they're also integrating in the small trans owned businesses as well. You know, just minorities as a whole. Yes, absolutely. That's why I teach um, allyship and being in business and how you need to leverage your business and your relationships to bring up those who are different than you. Right. Um, not knowing someone who is trans in business that does the same thing that you do is kind of problematic, right? Because there's someone who exists in all uh, bodies and all shapes and sizes that do exactly what we do. So reaching out and make, making those connections and sharing those connections, sharing my platform, you know, is definitely something that I absolutely love doing with people who might not otherwise get the visibility that they, they deserve, right? 
Right. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously we really appreciate you having us on and it was awesome too. So. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. And one of the things you said too about shifting how you ran your business was trying to be even more in- inclusive with like sizing and, and all of those things when it comes down to marketing yourselves. So when I first started a clothing line, I was actually 17. This is not my first clothing line. Um, so when Taylor came to me asking me if I wanted to start a business, I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. Like, let's do a clothing line. And, and because I was familiar with that. So when we started putting this stuff out there, I wasn't thinking about the, you know, body positivity stuff that was going on. I wasn't thinking about, oh my gosh, there's more pronouns, pronouns than just he, him, she, her, and they, them. Um, there's actually, you know, a broader spectrum that we weren't hitting. And it, it almost made us not as inclusive as we wanted to be. So just even being like, holy cow, like I need to step back and really focus on being more inclusive. Um, so, you know, we expanded our sizing margins from small all the way up to 5X. We did not just he, she, they, we have, you know, she, they, or he, they hoodies, or um, I just had someone ask me if I could do a, I believe it's, there's an XI on it. So, you know, just trying to be more conforming to everyone um, was kind of what we were trying to go for there. Yes. Yes. And that, again, talk, we talk about that learning process of listening to your audience and your customers feedback and growing and learning from it. So important in that. Um, I'm so excited that you were able to come on and that you are growing at the rate in which you are growing. Um, I just want to thank you for, you know, again, coming on and sharing your story. I know it's not always easy and you get probably these questions a lot. Are there any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to leave the listeners with? You know, um, just don't be afraid to be yourself and don't be afraid to cut those people out of your lives who aren't there for you. You know, make sure that you're making those connections with people who actually matter. Um, Family isn't always blood. And if you need to connect, if you need to cut those kind of connections out of your life, don't be afraid to do that. Love it. For those of you listening, we're going to drop all of this in the show notes, but you can head over to the Noun Lounge um, and there'll be a discount code there for everybody listening out here to get 10% off of merchandise in this amazing, awesome store, as well as how to follow Aiden and his journey as he continues to kind of dominate this market here with his amazing art and um, statement pieces, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a real treat and I'll be sure to make sure all my followers know where to find you and um, all the links are going to be posted and I'm just super excited for you guys to hear this. Yes, yes. Thanks so much, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Friends, if you're not already, go ahead and join the conversation inside the DE&I Lounge on Facebook and follow me on Instagram at Lakeisha underscore Angelique. See you on the inside.